It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. This is Cork Today. Cork Today with Patricia Messenger on C103. Good Friday morning to you as we welcome you along on a day that feels a little bit like Christmas Eve, but it's not Christmas Eve. Got to wait till tomorrow for uh, Christmas Eve, but it just has a feeling here in the radio station. We're all kind of thinking it's, it has a feeling of uh, Christmas Eve. So we are looking at it as if it is Christmas Eve from a programming point of view, which means uh, later on in the programme, I will be speaking with the wonderful Alice Taylor, who always joins me on the last uh, programme before Christmas. So looking forward to that. Now, Bernie's taking your calls this morning at 0818 Texts and WhatsApps are also available at 0862 and typically on this day we try to sort of play some of the Christmas songs that you don't normally hear during the week and in the weeks leading up to Christmas so we'll try and sprinkle as many of those as we can across the programme and I've had some of your suggestions in during the week and I've done my best uh, to dig out uh, some of them. Uh, Frank Kelly and his one on the, the 12th 12 days of uh, Christmas everybody looks for that every year and I promise you I absolutely promise you uh, I will include that in the list and the other one that I get a lot of calls for uh, the version I'm choosing to play because I think it's one of the best versions is Tommy Fleming's Christmas 1915 uh, the one that goes back to the First World War and God knows did, did I think when I played that last year that we'd be heading into a Christmas where there is a war going on uh, in Ukraine so I'll include that uh, as well. And of course, if you've got loved ones that you want to say hi to, you want to play a request for anybody, you can get those in. We don't normally do requests, but we do on this day of the year. 0818-103-103. And I have to say, I went through the papers this morning, as I do every morning. And, you know, typically, as we're getting closer to Christmas, the papers get uh, thinner and thinner and there's uh, less news and, you know, less items and I'm trying to find as many festive stories as I can uh, for the in, in the papers for this day. But the one thing that struck me today going through the papers, goodness me, they are filled with so much sadness. I mean, all of the papers are picking up on that. The funeral of Private Sean 
Rooney, the words of his mother, Natasha, I have to say, what a brave woman. I mean, she was so emotional uh, speaking at the funeral. She had me in tears uh, listening to her. Uh, his poor fiance Holly, wasn't able to say her few words herself. She got the priest uh, to say it for her, but the words were just, it was just such, so much sadness in Dundalk and in Donegal yesterday. You would want a heart of stone not to have cried at it. All of the papers today reporting on that funeral and of course it's uh, backed up with photographs and then the pictures. Uh, there's also pictures of this beautiful, beautiful teenage girl in all of the papers today. She, Her name is Aoife Johnson. She was just 16 and she's the teenager who died of the dreaded bacterial meningitis. She died at the University of Hospital in Limerick. She'd been left on a trolley for up to 16 hours despite pleas from her distraught family and her picture making the papers today because her funeral was also uh, yesterday and it was described as heartbreaking scenes in Shannon in County Clare. So we remember young Aoife Johnson today uh, as well on the programme and then in a victim impact statement the husband of that poor murdered Mongolian uh, national, uh, he was that case was before the, the Central Criminal Court yesterday. He spoke about how it was very hard to live in the wake of his wife's uh, death. And of course, it's a, a teenager who was just 14 when he committed the murder. Uh, was uh, the, but He was found uh, guilty. But yesterday, it was the, the family's opportunity to deliver their victim impact statements. And her husband said, I lost my beloved wife and our children lost their mother. So there's another family deeply, deeply grieving. And of course, a number of the papers today are picking up on the fact that today marks the 26th anniversary of the killing of Sophie Tuscan de Plantier, the 39-year-old French filmmaker at her lovely holiday cottage in, in two more outside of Skull. 1996. It's just incredible. And I remember the day. I remember hearing how a body had been found and little did we know how that story was going to unfold and little did we know that the name of Suffolk de Plantier was going to become a household name and we could never have predicted that 26 years on uh, that we would still be talking about an unsolved uh, murder and I know that the Suffolk de Plantier's family, they will be remembering her today and they're holding a private ceremony in uh, Paris so we, we also today remember Suffolk de Plantier so as I say just the papers today just filled with so, so much sadness. But then I found a gorgeous, joyous story that certainly is worth mentioning and worth sharing. And there's a beautiful family photograph of little uh, Saoirse Ronan surrounded by her mum, Rosanna, her dad, uh, Ali, and her little sister, Faya Rose. And Saoirse Ronan is the 10-year-old little girl who captured all of our hearts back in December of 2020 when she appeared on the Late Late Toy Show that year and she was telling the nation how she had learned to walk with her prosthetic leg. She had lost her leg. Her leg had to be removed because of cancer. And actually it was because of Saoirse's story and young Adam King was on that year on the toy show as well. There was quite a special toy show. Uh, they launched then that special Christmas sh- toy show appeal that's been running 
thing since and it's been making millions, millions of euro every year and it goes to uh, children's uh, charities. Anyway, Young Searsha is back in the paper today because, of course, we knew when she'd been on two years ago, she'd be talking about the fact that she had had cancer. She got a prosthetic leg, but she was doing really well. But then came the devastating news earlier this year that uh, Saoirse was going to have to undergo surgery because they had discovered, a, in one of her checkups, they discovered a tumour in her lung. And sort of the whole nation held their breath for, for Saoirse because, as I say, she had just been taken into the hearts of everyone. She was such a sweet, sweet, gorgeous, or she is such a sweet, gorgeous uh, little girl. And anyone that follows her mum, Rosanna, her mum Rosanna has an Instagram account, uh, Saoirse and uh, Mama, and it details Saoirse's journey and she's really good to update on what's going on particularly since the turn of events that happened earlier in the year with the tumour on her lungs so this week um, there had been tests done and they were waiting on the results of the tests and the test results came out this week and it was terrific news they sat before the oncologist to say great news there are no signs of any new tumours so it's um, the, the Saoirse's family now can re- take a breather relax and enjoy Christmas Rosanna her mum in, in her Instagram post was saying we've won the battle but we haven't won the war they haven't won the war yet but they will battle on but she did finish off her Insta post by thanking everyone who continues to pray and continues to light candles for their little girl and she says we can never ex- how grateful we are to all of your uh, support so it's lovely to know that they will have a very relaxed and a peaceful Christmas without having to worry about test results coming coming through and whatever. So we wish nothing but good health to young Saoirse Runan and uh, we wish all of her family a happy and a peaceful Christmas. Now there's a number of uh, people just wanting to say hi and that's absolutely fine. Get your requests uh, in. Uh, Margaret's been on to say happy birthday, happy Christmas Patricia, JP, Bernie and all at uh, C103. You've been, you've been great all year and continued success in 2023. Uh, Margaret says, I'm thinking of all the people of Chrysler this Christmas and of course the people of Ukraine uh, may God help them all Merry Christmas to all says uh, Margaret actually we tried to get you know that gorgeous priest uh, Father Joe Duffy we we were hoping to try and chat with him this week just because we wanted as well to acknowledge and remember the people of, of Chrysler but he's just worn out from all of the media interviews that, he, that, he's had, that he's had to give and we said look we absolutely fully understand but we just wanted him to know that the people of Cork certainly were thinking of and we will remember the uh, the the, the people who died in Christmas about their families and what a difficult, difficult uh, Christmas they're going to have this year. And thank you to Mary in uh, Yall who sent on a really gorgeous, gorgeous uh, message and wishing me all uh, and everybody here a happy Christmas. Thank you, um, Mary. I very much uh, appreciate it. Now, we are going to be later on talking about movies that are on over Christmas kind of ones sort of like some of the old traditional ones ones you might want to sit down with your family and watch again ones you may never have watched before and we'll be getting lots of suggestions from Mark Malone but there's one TV programme that I want to give a shout out to and certainly one I will make sure that I'm going to watch and this is the DIY SOS The Big Build Ireland this was something that we referenced and spoke about earlier on in the year we actually spoke with Bishop Paul uh, Colton 
back early. It was back in spring. It was after the war in Ukraine had started. And Bishop Paul and the other members of the Church of Ireland were trying to see was there any way that they could help the refugees who were initially fleeing from Ukraine at that time. And they decided that they would try and retrofit some of the houses at the historic Kingston College area of Mitchellstown. So they got together. They started working on it. Funds came in. I mean, he was blown away in a very short period of time how people came up with uh, the money that would be needed to retrofit these homes and get them ready for the Ukrainian refugees. And then somewhere along the line, the DIY SOS crew got to hear about what was going on in Mitchellstown and they stepped in and said, would you like the DIY crew to get involved? Needless to say, they were absolutely thrilled. So it was during the summertime I think there was about a hundred tradespeople in total. And of course, if you've ever seen any of the DIY SOS, the big bills, you'll know that these tradespeople turn up. They come Usually they come from the locality, but they can come from all over the country. But they come and they volunteer and they work flat out over. It's usually a, I think it's normally a 10 day period and they have a deadline in which all the work has to be completed. And then, of course, the cameras are following, the cameras are rolling uh, throughout and they make it into a gorgeous, heartwarming programme. It's always absolutely delightful. So, it is a two-part because it was such a big, big project that they did. So it's a two-part DIY SOS, the big build. It's a Christmas special. It will be aired on RTE One on Friday, December the thirtieth at half six, and then on the following night, Saturday, New Year's Eve, the thirty-first. The second part will be at half eight. So it's half six. Uh, this day week actually next Friday night and then on New Year's Eve at half past eight so put a marker on that because that will be well worth the watch. Now the residents of Cape Clear off West Cork are celebrating their first fully connected Christmas after a community effort brought mobile and broadband coverage to one of this country's most beautiful islands. Joining me Martino Mwelod who is chairman of the Cape Clear Cooperative. Good morning to you Martin. Hello there, how are you uh, you're, doing? Well, you're very welcome to the programme. Nice, live and clear. That's <laughs> Sounding it. great. Now I, what I love about this uh, is because it was, it was a community helping itself rather than waiting around for somebody else to come up with the solution. Can you outline how this all came about and what you, what you had to do to get connected? Okay, so how this all came about was we were putting we put a, a radio transmitting aerial up on one of the old wind turbine towers that were part of the integrated wind energy system that was here that started in the mid-1980s. First of its type in the world, fair, to the, fair play to the Cape Clear Islanders. And Ger Egan in the Vodafone shop in Skibbereen he heard about this and then he was inquiring of us, oh, like that maybe could a Vodafone thing go up on that turbine? And anyway, next thing we knew, Ben Morell from Vodafone, he's an engineer, he came to Cape. And then the landowner said he would be agreeable to a mast going up there. And then Vantage Towers, who actually are, I think, like a subsidiary of Vodafone, who have 10,000 towers around Europe, got involved. And then Delmec, who actually do work on contract for them, got us to do the concrete base and all of that. And so... We all work together, like us here in the co-op, of which I'm the manager, and Sean and Kevin here in the co-op, and Kevin and Liam in Delmec, and like I said, Dara in Vantage Towers, and Ben Morell in Vodafone. But the person who really started it, now I have to be fair to him, by coming after us was Jerry Egan in the Vodafone shop in Skibbereen. Well done to Jerry Egan. Well, well done. And up to this point, 
Describe the sort of mobile broadband coverage that you had out on the island. Yeah, so, well, depending on where you were, I mean, obviously some places on the island would have had, you know, decent coverage because they could see the mainland clearly or see Mount Gabriel or whatever. But there were a lot of the islands that didn't have mobile coverage. And even in my own case, like, sometimes, you know, if it wasn't foggy, if you held the phone up right in the back corner, if you were in the back bedroom, holding the phone, like, right up nearly to the ceiling, you might or you might not get a bit of an owl signal, but mostly not. So, so, you, so you're talking about you could have to maybe drive across the island to get a decent signal? Oh, yeah, no, no, we used to do that all the time, Did yeah. God, it just seems crazy, doesn't it, in, in, in 2022. Um, and what about the neighbouring islands? Could they benefit? So, yes, definitely the neighbouring islands benefit and patches of the mainland benefit. There's no question about that. And another really important thing here, of course, is that, I mean, obviously we're out on an island and we're part of the marine and coastal communities. And it means that people out in boats, out at sea also now, there'll be signal going further out there than there was before. Obviously, we're the furthest community south in all of Ireland, so there's definitely a benefit for mariners that's as a well. Sa- that's a safety thing. That'd yeah, be a, that'd absolutely. Be a and a boost, do you see it as a boost to tourism on the island? Yeah, so I do think, I'd, look, obviously everything like that is an advantage. So let's say now, so next summer when we have Irish College here again, we're hoping to run two two-week courses with 30 students each or we're working on accommodation maybe up to 40 so we'll be like a boutique collage but we'll be back in action again next Brilliant. summer. So even for students say when they have the phone they'll <laughs> be like depending on where they're staying so they would have better signal. Look it's going to be it's, it's definitely this is a major improvement down in South Harbour now you can have signal down in South Harbour there was never signal there before because As you know now, Cape Clear is a big high island, but there is an umbrella effect. So the signal kind of like drops down, follows the land down. So there's signal now in places that we never would have dreamt that we would have signal before. And obviously great news uh, for business on the island. And I'm also thinking of people who may consider Cape Clear uh, as a location for a business or remote working. Yes, you're making a very good point there. So obviously where we're at now on Cape Clear is in terms of communication. So now we have the GTEC Digital Hub, which is actually down here where Corcum and Clare is based down in North Harbour, and that's actually full, proper, um, I know mini compared to others, but a proper digital hub, that's through the GTEC system, through Udras Nagaltafta, Guramahagat Udras Nagaltafta, and then up in the Kalashja building, we have the broadband connection point that was that's done through the broadband officer of Cork County Council, Goramina Mahag of Korlakunde Horki. And now the fact that we have the mast and basically the whole island now covered with um covered with mobile signal, right? It's Vodafone there at the moment and I'm sure there will be others coming onto that mast, but that's between that's between Vantage Towers and Vodafone and, and their other industry partners. But anyway, so really it does mean now that like Yes, so families that want to move to the island, yes, so now they'll be able to work from home and whatever. But in that regard also, like we're actually, we purchased a site now and we're going to be working in the new year now. We've just purchased a site and we are going to be building four houses for gateway housing here on Cape Clear Island. And that's really going to help us because, of course... What do you mean by gateway houses? Okay, I knew you were going to ask me that. (laughs) So by gateway houses, we mean... Housing. This is a model now based on something that they do in some of the Scottish islands and in some other places where you have housing. So let's say 
a family, a young family that are on the island or, or families that want to move to the island and we turn, turn them away all the time because of the lack of housing and we need them. So it provides housing for maybe a fixed period of like, you know, two years or three years at an affordable rent. So let's say a family want to move here so they can move into the gateway housing and then they can suss out whether they like living on the island or, you know, that they have housing while they get their own feet under them, that type of thing. Fantastic, because only it was last month, maybe maybe, maybe six weeks ago, I was uh, joined in studio by uh, Eileen Desmond who had done that study in association Elaine, with yes, yes. Elaine, sorry, yeah. with the UCC and it was the study that analysed the housing situation on the seven populated uh, West right. Cork Islands. You know, I mean, it, 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 it broke my heart to hear her talk about, you know, the risk over time of the loss of entire island communities unless we do something about housing. Yeah, that's right. So that's why, and in fact, we had the formal launch in Bantry there the week before last and I actually emceed that event so actually what we're looking for now, and it's, it's on the way, is like separate island policies for, the, uh, for all of the islands off the coast of Ireland. And they're on the way now in the new year. And, um, and really what we need is we need recognition that like the situation on the islands in terms of planning and in terms of housing is not the same as on the mainland. It just isn't. It's like lots of things are not the same as they are on the mainland. And really, we're just hoping that everybody will just finally wake up to that. And like, as you know now, you know yourself, like the islands are more than willing to help themselves. And that's, yeah. that's all we want to do. And we, we're not even, uh, we're not going with our hand out or anything. All we want is to be allowed to help ourselves and to develop stuff ourselves to, to keep the islands going, to keep the islands sustainable. And does, the, uh, does the population of the island increase? Do many people come home for Christmas? Yes, they do. Do they? Do they? Is there great excitement on the island? Absolutely. Yes. So, we're, so we're all looking forward to, we're looking forward to Santa arriving now tonight. And I was just, I do wonder now, I don't know if you know anything about this. Obviously, we're the furthest community south in all of Ireland. Yeah. And so we would be wondering from time to time, like, I know now Santa be coming from the North Pole and all of that, but like, I wonder does Santa start in the North and work his way south, or would he oh. by any chance maybe start at Cape Clear because it's the furthest south and work his way north? I, I think I think he might start at Cape Clear. I think the children there would want to be in bed even earlier. I think that could be his first port to call, Indeed. and then he'll move on to the other islands and on to the mainland. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that one, Martine. Listen, have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. It's a fantastic story, and we we couldn't let the year close without mentioning it and we'll speak again no doubt in the new year but in the meantime have a happy and, and a joyful Christmas and all the best for 2023 to everybody out on Cape Clare OK August Nullig Honamor O Inon Clara so a big Merry Christmas to everybody out there from Cape Clare Island and we look forward to seeing you all in 2023 God bless take care take care that is Martin O Mwainlon who is the manager of the Cape Clare Cooperative but just as I say it's one of those fantastic stories where the islanders decided to do something for themselves and got involved and helped out and did whatever needed to be done and now if you are planning on going to Cape Clear 
uh, during the summer full mobile and broadband uh, coverage and, and indeed as I say we send best wishes to everybody out on Cape Clear and indeed all of our other fabulous islands off the coast of West Cork 0818103103 Bernie continues to take your calls you can text our WhatsApp to 0862103103 and Anne-Marie sending in a WhatsApp to 0862103103 telling me she's really looking forward to Alice Taylor Alice will be joining us uh, in the next hour and Amory says you mentioned requests yeah we're only two delighted to play requests today well says Amory having suffered several devastating bereavements in 2022 can I say thank you to the kind empathetic priests and the understanding undertakers who helped my family through each and every one of them I don't know how they handle the avalanche of grief that they deal with every day but yes they offer a hand in support a shoulder to lean on a listening ear and many supportive words to all of us in their care my family could not have coped without these incredible people whose humanity literally held us up and whose professionalism ensured that each, each funeral went as we wanted in memory of our loved ones. Thank you, Patricia, and happy Christmas to you and yours and all at C103. Oh, that's a beautiful um, text. Thank you for that, uh, Anne-Marie, and I'm only too glad uh, to mention the wonderful priests and uh, other uh, religious people in our midst and uh, the undertakers who do incredible work and of course undertakers and uh, 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 priests and church leaders will all be working over Christmas and let's take time out to remember so many of our emergency services they will all be at work for most of us we wind down and we get we spend time with our family and we look forward to it and we look forward to not going to work for a week or so but of course the hospitals doctors nurses all of our emergency services they will all be working around the clock and we are certainly uh, thinking of them at this time as well. Michael and Skibbereen, happy Christmas to you, Michael, and thank you for your uh, text. Now, a couple of calls in. Oh, here's an interesting one. Uh, Carol was on to us. She works with an animal rescue charity that's based in Sligo. Now, I'd never come across a request like this before, but they are looking to move a rescue cow from the Mill Street area but it needs to be moved to their head offices and where they're based in Sligo and they're wondering if there's anyone in the Mill Street or surrounding areas who would be willing to transport this rescue cow anytime soon. Now I don't know if they're expecting people to do it before Christmas but maybe next week when people might have some time off but obviously you need to have the transport to transport a rescue cow. Now they are, even though they're a charity, they are willing to pay the person uh, who will provide the service to, to, to go and collect a cow from the Mill Street area and drop it to Sligo. Now, we this particular animal rescue that's based in Sligo, we have all of the contact details for Carol. So if anyone can help us with that, if you can give Bernie a call, we can put you in contact with the animal rescue, let you know where the cow is in the Mill Street area and arrange for you to get it safely to uh, Sligo. 0818 103103 if anyone can help us with that. And William in Donnerail was on to say that he he was he, I think he contacted us during the week because I know we mentioned it it was a raffle that was held last Tuesday for the dogs for the disabled in Donnerail and this raffle was held and he was on to say they raised 530 euro and he wants to thank in particular Anne-Marie Clement Anne-Marie runs the Arch stores and it was the Arch stores in Donnerail I know tickets were on sale there and they actually hosted the event and they also want to thank Roger who was the trainee 
dog who was there for the draw on the day. So if you donated to that Dogs for the Disabled, who again are another fantastic charity and they do amazing work training up those dogs and the difference that, that, that those dogs can make to the person with the disability is incredible. In many cases, it can actually give back independence to people who lost their independence because of their disability. So it's, it's, a, it's a charity I know only too well and it really is terrific. So well done. And uh, William, I know you were involved in organising the raffle. So well done to you as well. And then Paul Andrew in Formoy was on to us. Now he's in a right bit of a dilemma at the moment. He got his gas bill in two weeks ago and the gas bill for the last two months was 411 euro now I don't know normally what Andrew's gas bill is but everybody knows gas bill and electric bills have almost doubled but with the electric bills at least we've got the government energy credit which has taken the sting out of the electricity bills but the gas bills are still rolling in for many families now he says what he has always done with his gas bill is that he pays it off in installments and he pays it off a little bit every week but he says that the gas company, and I don't know what gas company are where, who is his gas provider, but his gas company has contacted him to say that he has to pay off the bill in full and that if he doesn't pay off the bill in full by early in January, they will cut off his gas. And I'm assuming that gas is the way that Andrew heats his home. And he's tried contacting the Society of Vincent de Paul locally in Formoy to see if they can help him out, but they're not answering the phone, And, and which I'm, I'm surprised with. Can you leave him? Is there an answering machine you can leave a message on? But what I thought of straight away, Andrew, when I saw your message come in, uh, I mean, and I'm assuming that they're still open today and today is the last day that they will be officially open. Your community welfare officer, we've been told by all of our government ministers, our Taoiseach, our Taunashtad, the Minister for Social Welfare, that if anybody gets into financial difficulty, particularly when it comes to things like a gas or an electricity bill, to contact your community welfare officer because they have emergency funds there. So I would suggest that you contact your community welfare office. I know there used to be an office in Formoy, but I have a funny feeling that the last time we looked into that, that that community welfare office is closed. If somebody can let us know from the Formoy area, where do you go? Have you a telephone number that we can pass on to Andrew to contact the community welfare officer to make the community welfare officer aware? Because remember, all certainly all of the electricity companies, I don't know about the gas companies, but all of the electricity companies have hardship funds that are normally now administered through the likes of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. But definitely the community welfare officer will have and does have a fund available, particularly if you're threatened with being cut off. But I'm really at a loss if you've been in the past paying installments, why they are suddenly going after you and saying that you now have to pay it off in full and haven't given you, they've only contacted you in the last few days and telling you that you have to have paid off in full in January. I'm a, I'm a bit at a loss as to what's going on there, but certainly your community welfare officer is who you need to contact, Andrew, and I would try and make contact with them this morning because I'm assuming today is their last day of work and then they will be closed for various days over Christmas and back open again uh, next week, but get on to them because there is a fund there to help you out. 0818 103 103. As returning to C103.ie with Trevor Welch and it's happening on St. Stephen's Day. It's from midday, powered by Talk Sport. We'll bring you live coverage of Brentford versus Spurs. That's at 12.30. Leicester versus Newcastle at 3. Aston Villa taking on Liverpool. That's at 5.30. And then the final match is Arsenal versus West Ham. And kickoff there is at 8pm. That is the Premier League live online with 
with Harvey Norman, your home of the big screen. You can listen this Monday, which is St. Stephen's Day, on the C103 app, or you can go to c103.ie. A couple of people to say hi to, uh, requesting. Somebody's wondering, those young girls and boys that I played uh, earlier, uh, was one of those Charlotte Church? No, it wasn't, but it had that similar feel to it and that similar style that Charlotte Church, as a child, used to sing like, yeah, uh, for sure. And the texter says, can I also say happy Christmas to you, happy New Year, many happy returns, and to my partner, John Malloy. Happy birthday, uh, John. Hi, this is from Ellen. Wanting to wish everybody here at C103 a very happy Christmas. Many happy returns to you, Ellen. And thank you to Councillor Declan Hurley in West Cork, who sent in a beautiful um, message and very kind words uh, about me and about the programme. And I really appreciate it. I'm just not very good at reading out those texts. But thank you. I really do appreciate you sending it in. And then heart has to go out to Margaret in Tallow, who says, Hi, Patricia. I have been very sick for the last few days. And if anything, I felt I was getting worse, couldn't sleep just really starting to feel miserable anyway says Margaret I did a COVID test this morning and guess what it's positive it is some sickness it looks like I'll be home alone for Christmas but guess what Patricia I'll have great company in my home because C103 will be on all over the Christmas and that's signed your forever loyal listener Margaret in Tala oh get well soon Margaret if it's any consolation to you you're not going to be the only person down with COVID I'm hearing more and more cases and if it's not COVID that's that our RSV, that other virus that's doing the rounds. I heard a friend of mine, thankfully she has recovered, and just the cough was absolutely debilitating with that RSV. And that RSV virus is particularly acute and seems to be a much worse illness in young children and in older people. So you need to be very careful because that's doing the rounds. The good old flu comes every year. That's back doing the rounds. And that's why the message to everybody, if you are going out and about, you know, start masking up, start wearing, particularly if you're in any of the vulnerable categories, put your mask on, wear your mask. I certainly noticed when I was out shopping Yesterday, I saw a lot more people with masks on. Got a bit frustrated, though. I went into a chemist. In chemist shops, you're still... They they have never lifted the rule for the lifting the mask in chemist shops. It's the same as if you're going into a doctor or a dentist. They're seen as like a health service. So you should wear your mask. And I couldn't get over. And and I had to go back to the car to get my mask because we don't have the masks now as much as we... You know, you always had one on you in your pocket. But I had to go back to the car because I knew I was going into the chemist and I couldn't get over the number of people that were in the chemist not wearing masks. And it clearly says, there's clear signs as you're walking into the chemist to wear your mask. So please just try and protect yourself. But just think of others, think of vulnerable people that are out there in the community as well. And while you might get, you know, a bad dose of whatever it is and you might just have a miserable few days and then you'll bounce back. But you would hate to think that you're going to pass it on to somebody who has an underlying health condition. I mentioned my friend yesterday who her, can, her her chemo treatment had to stop because unfortunately she tested positive for COVID even though she was doing everything right but obviously went somewhere, came in contact with somebody who had uh, COVID and was out and about with symptoms and I know you would like to think that nobody would deliberately go out and about with symptoms but unfortunately you'll have some people who will just be very ignorant about it all and don't care, don't care about anybody else but we just all need to be kind uh, to ourselves and to each other so please just 
be careful and if you've got any kind of cold or flu like symptoms keep doing your tests but if you do have any cold or flu like symptoms try to avoid places where there's going to be a lot of other people and wear the mask um, at all times uh, Mary is wondering are there any shops open on Christmas Day in Bandon don't know if there is Mary says some people may not have family support to shop prepare or cook for Christmas dinner I would hate to think that anyone would go hungry on uh, Christmas Day and she said no disrespect to shop staff and, and I think shop workers Mary have worked so hard I do like to think that the one day of the year they will all get the day off I know some of the supermarkets are going to open on Steve, St. Stephen's day and I kind of even feel do they really need to open on St. Stephen's day the, the people inside in the supermarkets are working flat out I was in one of the larger supermarkets yesterday and I was speaking with one of the staff one of the staff that's been there now many many years and I was saying to her God you know you're working so hard and asking her what time she had you know she had off over Christmas and you could see she was exhausted but she was saying that this year more than any other year some people are just kind of losing the plot and she said the abuse that some of the staff are getting and she quote you know cited an example of a young guy who's working in the store many of them college students you know home for Christmas getting a, making a bit of pocket money and only too glad to be going in and, and working and helping out the supermarkets who are so busy at this time of the year. And she said the, she went over and intervened because a member of a member a pub, member of the public was abusing this young lad. And I said, well, what, you know, why was she abusing him? What 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 had he done wrong? <laughs> you know, my initial thought: what could a young guy in, at the checkout do wrong? And she said the woman was abusing him over the price of some item, as if he had set the price. He had decided I'm going to put that up in price. I mean, crazy stuff. Please, guys, take it easy when you're out there because Martin has already been on uh, to say what is going on in the town of Formoy. He said yesterday it took me 35 minutes to get from Wimpy's to the square across the bridge. Drivers just won't go when the lights are green. What is the problem with you all? today. It took me 25 minutes to get from the square to Shinnox on the Dublin Road in uh, Formoy, says our Michael. What, what is going on? What's going on, Martin? <laughs> it's, a, it's a couple of days before Christmas and everybody's out as Alice Taylor would say bringing home the Christmas. Everybody's out doing the big Christmas shop and unfortunately everybody has to do the big Christmas shop and it's done over and um, it kind of kicked off. I think it probably started Wednesday. Yesterday was busy. Today is going to be even busier. There was queues outside some supermarkets I heard this morning in Dublin from very early on they were opening one one of the largest supermarkets was opening at seven there was a massive queue outside the door and it's going to be like that for the rest of the day and tomorrow is Christmas Eve so you can only begin to imagine what tomorrow is going to be at like so you just need to allow extra time Martin if you need to get from one side of the town to the other side of the town and it's not just for Moy it'll be every single town and you can imagine what the city is looking like today as well it's just for a few days and then everyone will take a breather and it will all calm down. 0818 103 103 C103 Jobs Part-time school secretary is required. It's for Castletown Roach National School. Now it'll be between 12 and 15 hours per week. CVs please with references to the principal at ctrns.ie and you need to have your CVs in by the 6th of January. Senior Accounts Executive is required to work, this is in the Bandon area, CVs to dcolinam at glasslinvets.ie. While an electrician is required for Cork City and County, now a van will be supplied. Call 021 4201 
and an experienced grounds worker and machine driver with experience in concrete and pipe laying. That's wanted for work in the East Cork area. Aiden is your contact at 087-634-1765. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. As I mentioned earlier, we simply could not have our last programme before Christmas without chatting to much-loved author Alice Taylor, uh, who normally happens on Christmas Eve, so we're a day early this year, but that's not stopping us, as we say. Uh, good morning to Alice. Morning, Alice. Good morning, Patricia. And I can tell you, I've the amount of calls and texts I've had in saying, what time is Alice coming on? What time is Alice coming on? <laughs> Somebody needs to go to town and said, I'm afraid I'll miss her. What time is she coming on at? So we have Alice with us now for the next little while. So are you all set for Christmas? Well, I, I, I'm not so sure, actually, at the moment. Um, Patricia, I'm signing books here in the shop because we, we, we sort out, and, but they came in this morning. And then I have the small fellas up the hill coming down to, to make the cranberry sauce to help. Okay. And um, I put help in brackets now. <laughs> But isn't that part of Christmas <laughs> for the smallies? Yeah, one of them is six and the other fella, the other, the little girl is ten and the little fella is six. And uh, I don't want to have one without the other. And they'll get stuck into making the cranberry sauce with Nana. It, you know, and they'll, you know, they'll be here for their dinner and they'll see, what, you know, how it got, how it landed on the table. And there's something special about that, isn't there? Well, there is. I mean, the elves don't do the dinner. Yeah. Unfortunately. And everything doesn't have to come out of a jar or a tin. No, no. And it's nice to, you know, when they're past the doing, because they were here with me as well, doing the mince pies. And, um, you know, I smiled, actually, Patricia, because I remember one of the nuns was teachers, Cochrane and Rishan, saying, light, light touch with the pastry. And I looked at my t- six-year-old belting the pastry with a big rolling pin. <laughs> You're saying there's really light touch with that, for sure. <laughs> so where will you spend? Will you spend Christmas at home? Or what, what, oh, where God, will you yeah, be? Yeah. at home. You know, I, I'm... Um, I suppose, Patricia, I, I, I'm kind of... Uh, kind of um, belong in this corner prior to coming here I spent him in the home place thing and, and here I, the only Christmas I ever missed out of any Shannon was when my sister was well in Toronto we went over to spend Christmas which was our last Christmas and I was in Heathrow on Christmas Eve and I thought this is not where I was ever meant be. to be at yeah. Christmas Eve. Like. Yeah. But, well, it had to be like that. But I really love being in the village. And, you know, in a way, like, Patricia, isn't Christmas all about memories? A hundred percent. Like even when I was decorating my tree and uh, I have a few bits and bobs that uh, I've had for many, many years and the memories just come flooding if, if flooding back. Yeah, the little bits and pieces people gave you over the year. Yeah. And, you know, for years I have things that... I have uh, anti-pegs and Uncle Jackie's crib Well, I finish up with two Holy Marys and two others, two of Joseph's, which are, they, all, they all fit in together, like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when, when I earned my first pay packet... I bought a crib for the whole for Listang and for the home, and I, and and my my sister gave it to my daughter for her twenty first birthday, and I have it now until the, the the you know until the grandchildren get safe enough that they wouldn't um, 
Because it's a special. It's it was, special, yeah. yeah and you, I mean, you spent a lot of money on that at the time. I spent 17 and 6. <laughs> but my wages were £2.10. shillings. So, so that, that was a big hole in, yeah, the, in yeah, the Christmas budget. Yeah. And do you think after the last few years, it, is this Christmas been more anticipated I than, than any is. others? Yeah. I think it is. I, you know, I think we're like a crowd that were starved and now we're after getting something to eat. I think there's that about it. We were spirit, you know, we are social animals. I know now, Patricia, we drive each other crazy at times, but we still need each other. Mm. You know, and I think being, you know, this lockdown and not being able to mix freely, I think there's a sense of celebration about this Christmas. I know now there are things lurking in the in the darkness, but we won't think about that for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, but we're getting calls in from people about the the manic nature of being out shopping at the moment, and people yeah. are short fuses, and everyone's rushing around. But it happens every year, doesn't it? Sure it does. But yeah. you know, the the plus side is that. Patricia, I think if we didn't have that madness of Christmas in the middle of winter, the winter would kill us. We so long as well. It's so long and yeah. grey and dull, and Christmas is like a big splash of colour. Now I know it can be irritating and drive people crazy, but at the same time, when at the heel of the whole Christmas night, people come in and they close the door. And I really think that the real Christmas is in the quietness of Christmas Eve and Christmas night, and. Um, I mean, the church here in the village, or, or uh, now this might sound a bit um, a bit strange, but the graveyard is attached to the church. And I love to walk around, and it's beautiful the way people remember their dead at Christmas. The graves, beautiful wreaths and flowers. I think, you know, Patricia, heaven comes a little nearer to earth at Christmas. I think, yeah. I think, and it is such a time to reflect and remember and it doesn't always have to be sad. No it doesn't you know? because I remember Gabriel my husband died at the end of November and I remember thinking God Christmas is going to kill us it didn't. You got what, through it and you got, we got yeah. through it because there's a sacredness about the heart of Christmas that brings you through bereavement I think you know the real Christmas when you stop and midnight I love midnight mass I know it didn't midnight but there are thereabouts and I love the quietness of the village with Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. No traffic. And I remember my father always uh, took us out onto the step in front of the door. And we were looking out over the Kerry Mountains. And um, I, I still think of that stillness of the farm at Christmas and the cows and the... You know, the, 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 I mean, the farmyard was quiet at Christmas because, you know, everything, you know, the the, the turkeys and the geese earlier on, of course, were, you know, all the, they were all sort of like, and the cows were milking, and there was a quietness about the place at uh, around Christmas. I loved, I always loved the farmyard on Christmas Eve. Now I love the garden on Christmas Eve and the yard, and um, to walk up the hill the church and walk around I think Christmas in the, is in the quietness and the stillness and you can find that quietness and that stillness anywhere e- even in your back garden oh yeah <laughs> Not, yeah. anywhere you don't have to it's right anywhere or even in a you know in a quiet room in the house to sit down and um, sit down a couple of times yesterday I said now Alice sit down <laughs> <laughs> sit down and when you sit down there's a quietness comes to your mind as well quite body quite mind yeah yeah. You know, that's it, good it, advice that, that is good advice and then traditions Alice because I know you're big into traditions oh, yeah. talk to me about some of the traditions that you would have brought with you to, to, to Inner Shannon oh the candles yeah the candles yeah. oh the, the candles big in our house it was big at home like my mother really made a big celebration about lighting the candle and we didn't have the Christmas supper until we had the candle was lighting and she had holy water and blessed us and she had red berry holly and I brought that with me and, and I light the candle and and I gather as many of them as I can. Well, you know now what youngsters are like, teenagers, they're all the rise to heaven. But at the same time, they still come and we sing Silent Night. Now, we never sang a hymn at home, but I remember at one time here, we had this lady helping the shop. She's dead now, but she was she was Irish, but she spent all her life in England. But she used to come in for the light of the candle when the shop was closed. And she was a beautiful singer. And she introduced singing Silent Night after lighting the candle. And we kept up the tradition. And I think as well, you know, Patricia, when you light the candle, you think of all the people back through the years who had lit the candle with you. Mm. You know, they, I think they're, they're with us in, in spirit. And uh, I have a candle, of course, on every window of the house. And um, I, I, they're all lighting on Christmas night. Christmas has a lot to do with light, inner light and outer light. You know, and the house, I decorate the house um now you've lots of Christmas decorations. I have a lot of them. I have them yeah. inherited, old, all sorts of everything. And you know, but you forget. You open the box and you think, "Oh my God!" I mean, right opposite me here now, on um, on the the the, the, the price side, my television is side and the price I don't know, I don't like a black a black blank face of a television. Look at me. So he's inside in the press. So on top of the press, I can see there's three geese, and I um, my mother you know, was into geese. We always had geese. And when she died, I bought geese for other members of the family and for myself as a little pottery geese. And they come out at Christmas and when I when I see them, I think, oh God, yeah, yeah, Mom. And you know, the things that people gave you over the years, um, it's lovely to have them. I think it brings, it brings, 
a gathering of all the, the spirits past and present. There's a sacredness about the heart of Christmas, despite all the crazy things that we all give out about. But that's yeah, and it doesn't have to cost anything, because, you know, you no. know, I mean, obviously this year with the cost of living uh, yeah. crisis, people are struggling. You know, what you're talking about doesn't cost anything. No, the funny thing, now, just about half an hour ago, a friend of mine brought me in a, a wreath, and his wife had made it. And I met her up, we were collecting children from the school the other evening, and I met her and she was collecting off the hedge, not those furry things, I can't describe them, but it, it crawls up through everything, but it, at Christmas they turn into white fluffy things. Okay. And she was collecting them, she says, I'm going to use them in making my wreath. And the wreath came in the door, she obviously had made them for the family, and you know, she'd made it with bits of palm and holly and, the, and these fluffy things. And I thought, how lovely is that? That's Somebody would make something um, for you. Yeah. The way, like, I think that's the beauty of Christmas. I know my niece said to my, my daughter, I'm giving you baking for Christmas. And oh, I yeah, yeah. Isn't that a lot? I mean, this, my, she has three small children, so the, the baking wouldn't be big in her house. But my niece is a great baker, so she bakes for her for Christmas. So isn't that lovely? That's that you, fantastic. That you make yeah. stuff for people. Yeah, yeah, and and there's something wonderful about getting something that's homemade oh, and, yes. and, and bringing. Yeah. And and talking about food, what would you have eaten as a child at Christmas, and how much has that changed over the years? Oh yeah, the, the funny thing is. Um, um, Patricia, of course we had the ham because the pig would have been killed in the autumn and my mother would have the ham up the chimney and so that ham was, was cooked and the goose, it was always goose because of course we had geese but w- w- my memory of Christmas Eve actually, Patricia, is uh, my mother at the corner of the table stuffing the goose and we decorated the kitchen. The kitchen wasn't actually decorated until Christmas Eve. The, the decorations didn't go up until Christmas Eve. And I think back now, the, the, the floor of the kitchen, it was a big country kitchen with, uh, you know, um, a stone floor, and um, the floor was covered with ivy and holly. And you know, smallies when they get, I mean, we were poking holly into every available corner. But my mother never interfered or said do this or do that or tidy it up she left us at it yeah, yeah. she had five daughters so I suppose we were <laughs> was, was your poor dad was the one oh he, he abandoned <laughs> ship <laughs> and, and when you look at some people now I mean Halloween is, is, is just over and people are putting up their Christmas decorations I always see some people and I love putting my Christmas decorations up but I always feel if I put them up too early would I be sick of them and I don't I ever, I don't ever want to be thing. sick yeah. I don't, and, and are you into twinkly lights and fairy lights oh I am I, I am oh I am <laughs> indeed because the village Christmas tree is right across the road from me I could see it out my window and my other window looks down the village and we have the lights on the trees in the village and I love at night to sit and uh, not to draw the curtains and to look out at the lights so do I so do I you know, I, love I that. so I veil it the, of the of the of the village lights. Well, I'm well, I'm part of putting up the village lights as well. And then we have our crib. We have a life-size crib in front of the church. It was made by two locals and the crib and we've big figures and um, that goes up we aim to have that up for the 8th of December and then um, the two lads that made it Joe Bryan and Betty Sweet and come and they and then and they put the crib up and uh, then the figures Conor Murphy who has a, who has a stable because he's horses he stores the, the figures during the year well done well done and, and he arrives and so the crib and the amazing Patricia the children when they come 
when school is open because the school is across the road. They run up the churchyard like a flock of geese. Yeah. Up and they all hanging over the railing of the crib. Yeah, children, even with all the bells and whistles yes. that are going on, the crib is magical, crib still, is isn't magical. it, for children? It it, it, it really is. Uh, lots of people absolutely thrilled to be hearing you this morning. And one listener says, this will make Alice smile. Heard her talking about the figurines in her crib. Well, the figurines in our crib were rarely in the crib. My boys always insisted on giving them a drive in the tractors and trailers. <laughs> <laughs> all, all part of the childhood and lots of people wishing you uh, wishing you well at Christmas now that we last spoke to you about your book the, the grandmother book which no doubt the is nana. the one is the nana is the one you're, you're you're signing we had a massive reaction to that and I'm assuming you're getting you're getting such a positive oh, reaction to it. it yeah so the nanas I think the nanas you know in a sense they're, they're kind of the picture of Christmas aren't they the, the warmth and, and even the very word nana doesn't it conjure up an image of of a comfortable, ample woman that 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 isn't into into looking looking thin and thin? Do you know the way we're She'll all... wrap you up and she'll make you feel better she regardless. Would, she yeah. would say, come here, Chris, and yeah. everything is all right. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's yeah. fantastic. We'll let you back to signing those books. Have you another book in the pipeline somebody wants well, to know? Well, at the back of my head, Patricia. Yeah. You know, it's it's a bit, when people say to me, are, are you still writing? I say, it's a bit like asking a gardener, are you still gardening? <laughs> or a knitter, are you still knitting? It's kind of something that's, that's uh, I think this is a part of my brain that, you know, that needs something to be chewing away on. So is there something brewing then? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. There is. There is. Okay. Okay, we'll keep brewing and we look forward to its publication. As always, Alice, it's an absolute pleasure. Have a happy, a peaceful and a joyful Christmas and all the best for 2023. Thank you, Patricia. God bless. Look Thank after you. yourself. Bye-bye. Oh, it's funny having just spoken to Alice about traditions and, you know, a lot of our Christmas is about, isn't about all of the trimmings. It isn't about how much we spend. It isn't about what kind of Christmas presents we get and what gifts we get give to uh, other people it's, it's it's a feeling isn't it it's it's what's within us I mean songs like that always bring me back to my uh, childhood and I can get emotional and not emotional in a sad way it's a kind of a, a weird kind of an emotional but I really do love uh, that uh, Silent Night any version of it at all I particularly like so Charlie in Whedon I hope you liked that now John O'Donovan was on to us from the he was uh, John in the city he was in town he was in the city uh, yesterday and it's really busy as, as you imagine Cork City has been all this week and will be today and will be again tomorrow and he said just near Burgerland you know Burgerland on Patrick Street in the city he said there was a man obviously sitting on the ground begging and uh, John said he just noticed the man begging and then he suddenly noticed a member of Angarda Siakona going over and telling him to move on now John said he went over to the man and he put some money into the cup that he was using for collecting whatever few bob he was getting from people he said he could see that the guard that was looking at John doing it but uh, John said he didn't care he wanted to give this man some something now he said nothing was said or anything but he said it just struck him where is the Christmas spirit he said 2000 years ago there was no room at the inn and it just felt to him like nothing has uh, changed and and I know if I contact and gather Corner, they'll say it is illegal to beg and they, you know and it is their duty to move uh, people on but it does seem really really tough in the in certainly in the run up to Christmas but you don't know businesses in particular don't like if somebody's begging outside their shop maybe the businesses contact the guardian I, I don't know the situations the circumstances of it but it's dreadful to think that we still have people begging on our streets but unfortunately for a whole 
variety of reasons uh, we do. Thank you for your call, uh, John, and a happy Christmas to you. You're one of our regular contributors. John O'Donovan is, is regularly on, not just on this radio station, he appears on a lot of other uh, radio stations. He's always a great man to share his views. I, I will give him that. So have a happy uh, Christmas, uh, John. Rose from the wonderful Paris Jock, the charity uh, shop in Dunman. We was on once to wish happy Christmas to everyone at C103. Many happy returns to you, Rose. But she wants to particularly thank all of the volunteers at the shop. And she said a local man in a wheelchair scooter wants to thank the two people who helped him when his scooter slipped onto the road. He was obviously on the footpath and it just slipped off the road. And a permanent TSB debit card. Oh, that's a separate one. Oh, sorry, they also went. OK, so thank you to whoever helped out that uh, we, a man in a wheelchair scooter, obviously in Dunman, it slipped off and uh, two very... Uh, uh, kind people came to his aid so well done good to see that there's kindness out there and then Rose also said there's a permanent TSB debit card has been found on the Kilbarry Road outside of Dunmanway and we have Rose's telephone number now it would be great to get that debit card back to somebody before they go to the bother of contacting the bank and getting it cancelled and I imagine if you cancel a bank card today well you not I imagine I know for sure you're certainly not going to have a debit card back this side of Christmas you're going to be waiting and it'll be into the new year before you get your debit card back and that can create all kinds of problems uh, for someone. So if you heard of somebody who lost a permanent TSB debit card in Dunmanway, it was found on the Kilbarry Road. We have Rose's contact details and we'll be only too delighted to try to uh, reunite that. And can I say a big thank you to Professor Aoife Foley from Queen's University in Belfast. We spoke with Aoife last week on the programme. I had a really fascinating chat with Aoife. Aoife had worked on uh, that project where they were looking at energy in our households and how much everything cost, from how much it cost to have a, a 15-minute electric shower, how much does your washing machine typically cost, what does your dishwasher cost to run, and then going down into the smaller items like your your LED lights, how much they cost, how much it costs to put your TV on and we had a really interesting chat with her. Well Aoife is not in Queen's University in Belfast at the moment, she happens to be here in Cork but she's a, a family member who's, a, who's in hospital at the moment so she was listening to the radio and she heard me call out about Andrew and Infermoy and his gas bill. Just to remind people, Andrew contacted us uh, this morning. He got a gas bill in the last two weeks for €416. Now, he said how he normally pays his gas bill because he lives on a disability pension. He normally pays off so much every week. But the gas bill obviously has been getting higher and higher and higher. So the gas company that he's, he's with has contacted him to say he must pay off the bill in full and he has to do it early into the new year. And if he doesn't, they're going to cut off his gas. So he's really in a right old bit of a pickle and a right old bit of a dilemma. Now we were saying to him to get on to the community welfare officer. I don't know if he has or not. He had been trying the locals of Vincent de Paul but wasn't having much success. I'm, I'm assuming they're just flat out uh, busy. They certainly will uh, speak to Andrew as well. But Aoife was interested to hear Andrew's story about the gas bill and what's happened and the fact that it almost sounds threatening doesn't it that the gas company are saying pay up or we are going to disconnect you. So she is going to look into it for him. So she just needed to get extra details and I know there was a burning head problems getting through to through Andrew but he ha- we, we got back on to him. So she's going to look into it so it would be great she might have be able to sort something out for him. We'll wait and see. So thank you but I just want to mention it and thank you Tifa. good to have you listening to the programme but thank you for that it's a kind offer to see if you can do anything to help Andrew 0818 103 103 Hi Patricia love the programme thank you very much 
Now, the, the Sibley Food Company, they are running a small festive event in Ballydesmond Community Centre today with a full range of luxurious baked goods and treats. And they make a great gift for either family or friends, but they also make a really lovely treat for yourself. So if you want to pop into the Ballydesmond uh, Community uh, Centre and it is the Sibley, S-I-B-L-Y, the Sibley Food uh, Company, and they are home of the famous artisan Cheesecake pots and they're based in Ballydesmond and everything is handmade and fresh to uh, order. So I love to see little artisan companies like that doing well. And at this time of the year, it's this time of the year that we really need to support them. Uh, so if you're in Ballydesmond Community Centre, go way off and treat yourself or you can treat a family member. OK, we need to take a break. Uh, we are heading towards news at 12 midday with a reminder to you, we're going to take a look at some of the movies that will be coming up over Christmas uh, some suggestions for you for movies that you might like to sit down yourself or maybe gather the whole family around the TV and watch. And I wish the very best of luck to everybody who will be getting involved in taking part in the Goal Mile. Uh, the one in Mallow is being hosted by the Mallow Athletic Club and as always, they host it in Donnerill Park on Christmas Day. They have been hosting it since 2004 and to date, the Mallow Athletic Club have raised nearly 95000 euro on their annual Christmas Day gold mile. Isn't that incredible? So they're reckoning this year they'll break the 100,000 euro mark for gold. It'll be on in Donnerail Park between 10am and 12pm and it's at the top entrance gate where Santa turns up along with his helpers and that's where donations can be collected. And of course the gold mile uh, funds go towards supporting goals work in emergency response and sustainable development in some of the world's most vulnerable communities in 14 different countries and goal have supported over 18 million people in Africa the Middle East and Latin America just last year alone and this year funds raised through the Gold Mile will also have those who have been displaced and those who have been impacted by the war in Ukraine so we wish the best of luck to everybody getting involved with the Gold Mile as I say that's the one that's on in Kanturk out in the uh, Donnerill Park 12 from 10am to 12 noon. Now, other locations where the Gold Mile will be taking place in our area. The Munster Technology University Athletics Track, the CIT out in Bishopstown, they're from half past 10 until 12 on Christmas Day. St. Catherine's GAA in Ballyno, also Christmas Day, half past 10 until 12. And then on St. Stephen's Day, if you're in Glanthorne, there will be a Gold Mile at 11am. In Canturk, they're waiting until New Year's Day, that will be at 11am. Uh, and I think I saw one for Kinsale as well, but I don't have the time for the one in Kinsale and there's one in Douglas on St Stephen's Day as well. Did I mention that one? That's the one in the Tremor Valley Park in Douglas. Is that the one for Glantan? Uh, it could be. Anyway, listen, the best of luck to everybody involved with the Gold Mile and it's a great way to get out and get a bit of exercise and to work off some of the many, many calories that we all consume uh, on Christmas Day and over the Christmas period. Now, uh, last week maybe, week before, I heard about two very special little sisters who 
were trying to do their bit to help out the Cork Penny Dinners. It was Bella and Lola from Cross, Cross Barry. They go to Skull Owen National School in Inishannon and they were decided to collect selection boxes for Cork Penny Dinners and actually we were so taken uh, by the kindness of these uh, two little girls that we gave them one of our super value 50 euro vouchers and said they could buy something for themselves and they could go away and buy more selection boxes and judging I'd say by the kindness of these kids I imagine that's what they did they bought more uh, selection boxes but yesterday was the day that they gathered up all of the selection boxes that they've been collecting at Skullone in Inishannon and they brought them up to Katrina Toomey and the gang at Cork Penny Dinners and Mairead Tuig our news reporter went along to have a chat with the girls and to have a chat with Katrina and she first of all spoke to the girls about how it all came about that they would decide to collect these selection boxes. The last time we did it was in 2019 and I did with my other sister Dilly and we got 301 and at this time we got 513 so it's like way more than we got last time. And did you expect to get so many more this time? No, we didn't we didn't expect it at all. And what did it mean to you, I suppose, to be able to do this for and to bring it in here to Penny Dinners? Uh, well, like, it felt really nice because we're helping people that are, like, less fortunate than others. So then they can have some selection boxes for Christmas then. And Lola, what did it mean to you to be able to do it this time and follow in the footsteps of your sisters? Good. And how does it feel to be able to help other children? Really nice. Kriva, what was it like for you taking part? Uh, well, Fionn was collecting most of them, but I was helping out when I could. Brilliant. And what's it like being able to bring them in here to Penny Dinners and to see the work that they do? Um, it's really nice how they help people who are not as fortunate as us and doesn't, don't have as much food or clothes or anything as us, so it's really nice. And Fionn, what was it like for you getting to collect the selection boxes? Very good. And would you say you're proud of everyone that um, helped out? Yeah, I'm very proud. <laughs> Those other two children uh, was uh, Fiona and uh, Quiva. They are from Ballinhasig. They were also collecting uh, selection boxes. Well done. It's great to see children, isn't it? Just at such a young age, just seeing that there's need in other people. And um, when Mairead was there, she also spoke to Sarah, who is mum to Bella and to Lola, who I'm blown away by. They had the 301 selection boxes in 2019. They went to 513 this year. Uh, hectic. A lot of chocolate walls in our house, but um, we collected over 513 now, so when they're just delivered, happy out to help them, and yeah. That's brilliant, and as Katrina said, like this will brighten up so many children's it Christmases. It is, and yeah. it's a little thing for us to do, and it's going to mean a lot to someone else. So look, they're never too young to understand that act of kindness are important, so yeah. And what would you say to all the people who supported the collection? Oh, they're all amazing like from the little kids walking up the school hill to drop in their boxes to other schools dropping off to the house family and friends coming from farm wide like they're all amazing and just wish them all a Merry Christmas that's incredible that's Sarah that's the mum of Bella and uh, Lola and finally uh, Marie had a quick few words with uh, the wonderful Katrina Toomey of Cork Penny Dinners you know we love Little Hanover Street and especially at Christmas because every little thing that happens we call it a miracle on Little Hanover Street and to see all the kids coming with so many selection boxes can you imagine you know a selection box is going to bring a smile to a child's face so can you imagine how many children are going to be smiling because of the efforts 
that they put in. It's absolutely wonderful and it's a, it's glorious for us to witness it like you know as I say it, it kind of quietens us down a small bit because we're looking on in awe and in wonderment and for us that's the magic of Christmas and it comes toward our hair you know in those miracles so today we've had another miracle world selection boxes and the children and what they've done. Mark Malone, our movie reviewer joins us. Good afternoon to you, Mark. You caught me by surprise there. And you've, uh, <laughs> good afternoon to you. You've taken a look at some of the movies that are on. Now, you've deliberately not gone for the streaming services because not everybody has the stream, not all of the streaming services. Yeah, basically what I've done is, if you have Freesat and you have uh, RTE, then I've just decided from, you know, RTE 1 to, to um, BBC to BBC's, ITV's and maybe Channel 5 because if you've got Freesat, you've got Channel 5. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Uh, now, the you, Firstly, tonight, the 23rd. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing about the movie, it's really weird. I know I complain about this every year, but, you know, there's very little kind of variety on TV anymore these days. You know, you don't get any of the big Christmas specials because they're too expensive. And over the last kind of few years, what they used to do is movies, of course, was the big thing. There's very few movie kind of premieres this year. A lot of the movies are movies we've seen before, the kind of classic movies. I think, uh, you know, the, the most recent James Bond one is probably the most, the newest of all the films that are being shown on any of the television series. And that used to be the highlight, like, what's the big blockbuster movie exactly. for Christmas night? Yeah, yeah. and there's very few few of them and yeah. uh, weirdly too is that most of the movies you will see if you do look through uh, you know your, your TV guys you'll notice most of the movies are either on early in the morning early in the day or very very late at night that big section during the day there's very few movies uh, during that section which is very strange anyway. you, have you any understanding why they're doing that? I don't know there must no. be a reason okay. for it and I have no idea what that is OK some suggestions then for this evening yeah will we, be, yeah, will we start with Love Actually then we will at uh, 9.30 at Orthy 1 here's a little clip but before you do that now just stop that there okay. for a second um, the thing is is that um, I'm not a great fan of Love Actually as you probably know um, it's funny because I was talking to my wife recently about it because she had seen it recently and she turned to me and she said it's a bit sexist isn't it and it's the one thing about the film that I always have problems with I mean the whole porn thing and that poor actress who is naked throughout all, I always feel that those uh, you know sequences are way too explicit uh, for, for, for a rom-com like that the best thing in the movie is Bill Nye as a kind of a washed up old 60s kind of rock star and I love Bill Nye and uh, in the film he's got this new terrible Christmas song that he's coming out that he's trying to publicise and at, uh, at some stage he has to publicise it and talk to Anton Deck. So, Billy, three weeks till Christmas. Looks like the real competition is going to be blue. Yeah, I, I saw them on the show last week. They weren't very nice about my record. No, little scamps. <laughs> but very, very talented musicians. Yeah. Uh, Billy, I understand you've got a prize for our competition winners. Yes, I have, Anton Deck. It's a, it's a personalised felt-tip pen. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he goes, Ant or Deck. Yeah. <laughs> and Ant and Dex's faces to camera are absolutely brilliant. The line just after that is one of the funniest lines ever, ever heard uh, on film. And it's inappropriate, unfortunately, to play okay. it at this time of the day. It's okay. about drugs, but it's yeah. very funny. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it, Love Actually, I'm not a huge fan. I know people love it, uh, but I love Neil, Bill Nye. And speaking of Bill Nye, because he's also on tonight as well, he's on BBC Two, uh, a film that I'm sure practically nobody listening right now would have ever seen. And it's this wonderful film where he plays this kind of um, Victorian kind of detective, a la Sherlock Holmes. And he's after, he's after this killer who is stalking uh, the night's streets. And um, it's absolutely wonderful. Here's a, here's a Kind of, and it's Bill Nye again. Here's a little uh, clip from the trailer. I'm Inspector Kildare of Scotland Yard. I'm investigating a series of deaths. They're calling them the Limehouse Golem Murders. 
At Ratcliffe Highway, he slaughtered a household. The previous week, a prostitute. And Golan's a madman. He who observes spills no less blood than he who inflicts the blow. It's a message. Oh, I'm hooked already. Ooh. The Limehouse Golem. Yeah, it's not Golem, it's Golem. Yeah. Golem, yeah. <laughs> and I'm it's ho- a kind of a Jack the Ripper type killer who's kind of yeah. stalking the streets, yeah. And those movies are great and they're, they're tense and, and it'll, it, the, the tension will hold you. Okay, there's, that's two suggestions for tonight. Let's move to Christmas Eve. And just one more tonight, by the way. Um, oh. At RTE 2 tonight, 9.50. Um, it's a film directed by Clint Eastwood, uh, Matt Damon, and um, I haven't written the name. I can't remember what the, 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 it's called again. It's uh, called... Uh, I haven't got it written down for some reason. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll track it down it's the one about basically where Matt Damon plays a South African Invictus that's what it's Invictus. called Invictus oh uh, he, yeah yeah great he plays movie a, he plays a South African um, yeah. uh, rugby player and his accent is a bit dodgy but, it, but, but the movie's movie. good it it's is a good movie it's a good movie move to Christmas Eve then you have uh, two suggestions again uh, I do yeah I mean first of all let's um, begin with um, Planes, Trains and Automobiles yeah and uh, with uh, Steve Martin and John Candy of course a mismatched pair, pair they're trying to get home uh, for uh, Christmas and uh, they have terrible problems along the way uh, they don't particularly like each other very much. Steve Martin is very kind of upper middle class kind of snob, and John Candy is your kind of. Working. Are you a Steve Martin fan? Uh, love them both. I yeah, think especially yeah. John Candy. I think John Candy is absolutely terrific, and he's brilliant in this. And at some stage, they have to um, because they don't have any money. Uh, they have to share a bed uh, in a motel. Now, hey, hey, why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? <laughs> Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. <laughs> Bears got a great team this year. They're going to go all the way. Returning straight away to the macho man. Yeah, that's a badly reaction to it. Yeah, yeah. that is a funny, funny uh, scene. Now, your next one, I'm a big fan of the Paddington Bear movies. Uh, This is Paddington 2. And the extraordinary thing, of course, about uh, the two Paddington movies is that uh, nobody expected the second one to be as good uh, than the first one. You were nervous about the second one even coming out, I remember. I I certainly was, yeah, Yeah. because I adored the first film so much. It was so sweet and so lovely. It was so beautifully done. It was directed by a guy called Paul King. And it was just absolutely wonderful. And I loved every single moment of it. And then, of course, the, the second one comes out. And, of course, your first thought when it comes to a sequel that it's not going to be as good. And it turned out to be even better. So in the movie, you might remember, probably I presume most people have seen it. Paddington ends up in jail. He starts making friends in jail. One of those, Knuckles McGinty, played by um, our own Brendan Gleeson, of course. And the family go to see uh, Paddington in jail. So all the, the family are, are kind of inside in this little booth uh, communicating with um, Paddington, who introduces the family to all his friends in jail. I'm sorry, this is a private conversation. Oh, it's all right, Mr. Brown. This is my friend, Knuckles. Go here. And this is Fibs. G'day. Spoon. Hello. Jimmy the Snitch. All right. T-Bone. Watch out. The Professor. Hope. Squeaky Pete. Ow. Double Bass Bob. Hello. Farmer Jack. Okay. Mad Dog. Oof. Johnny Cashpoint. Catching. Sir Jeffrey Wilcott. I hope I can rely on your vote. And Charlie Rumble. Would you excuse us a moment? What are you doing? Talking to the nice men. Nice men? Mary, we can't trust these people. I mean, look at them. Talk about a rogues gallery. Hideous. And as for that bearded baboon in the middle, he's hardly got two brain cells to rub together. We can still hear you, Mr. Brown. That was the light you turned off. 
microphone is on the other side. It's got microphone written on it. <laughs> okay, that's Paddington 2. It's Christmas Eve, RT2, and it is at 10 past six. It's at a nice time for the for the smallies. Now, you're going back in... This is Christmas Day. This is back in time, isn't it? Uh, Some like it hot, yeah, yeah. Which I mentioned... I was talking about this to you last year, and if you remember, when I, it, it, was, it was filmed in black and white, which seems yeah. to kind of date the movie, but it's not. If you look at it, it's one of the most... Still one of the most modern-looking and feeling kind of films ever made. And it is extraordinary. Billy Wilder directed and, and wrote it, even though Billy Wilder wasn't... I think he was Hungarian. He wasn't even uh, born in America. But his writing his, has always been extraordinary. And uh, the film with uh, Jack Lemmon, of course, and Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe... And it's just it's just fabulous from kind of start to finish. And um, I mentioned last year that the reason why it was in black and white is because Billy Wilder, when uh, he saw the lads with the full makeup on, thought they looked terrible. So he said, "Look, what we'll they do is we'll, we'll do white. it in black and white, which kind of softened a lot of the, yeah. the colours and the shading." And the thing is, one of the one of the jokes in the film that I love more than anything, if you remember, Tony Curtis in the movie is trying to woo Marilyn Monroe, and the way he does it is to pretend that he's a millionaire, and he pretends that he's with the Shell Oil Company, and he decides to adopt, adopt this kind of posh what he considers to be a kind of a posh accent uh, to try and romance her and he uses the voice of Cary Grant and the joke that I love is coming up and it's Jack Lemmon's reaction to the voice I don't think anybody should have a yacht that sleeps more than 12 What are you trying to do to that poor girl putting on a millionaire act? And where did you get that phony accent? Nobody talks like that I just, I just love it. Nobody talks I, like that, but Cary Grant did. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that movie in so long that I'm, that it it's, yeah, it's, it's something I'm definitely going to look forward to watching again. Now, I'm a fan of Home Alone the movie. Mm-hmm. This is Home Alone 2 you want to talk to us about. Yeah, just a quick kind of snippet from this actually because it's pretty, it was pretty much the same film again. Actually, I saw, I saw a brilliant thing on uh, YouTube recently where they talked to a doctor about uh, the injuries that Macaulay Culkin uh, forced upon the two boys and uh, basically the doctor said uh, just one of those would have killed them both. <laughs> out oh right. yeah, in real life. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 And Home Alone 2 is pretty much the exact same thing again and uh, in this movie he ends up in New York and there's a scene where he's walking through uh, one of the big, big department stores and he bumps into it's something. I know, I don't, know. Don't, don't say who it is. I know, oh, no, know, I know is, the bit you're going to play. Okay. Yeah. okay. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. Such a recognisable voice. That was Mr. <laughs> Donald Trump when he appeared in Home Alone uh, 2. Now, well, Can I just say, by the way, about two years ago, but two or three years ago when he was president, uh, the film was shown on Canadian TV and they cut out the scene. <laughs> and Seriously? He, he was not pleased, I can tell you. Oh, he was... His he, big acting debut. He smarted, I can tell you, when they did that to him. So I don't know if the scene is going to be in the film when it's shown. Half uh, seven, RT2 <laughs> on uh, Christmas Day. Let's move to St. Stephen's uh, Day. Now, you're, you're, you're kicking off with a classic on BBC Two. Magnificent Seven. Mm. Big fan. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I think we had uh, the, the theme there. From, oh, is that uh, what it is? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I beg oh, sorry. I went to... Very well-known and recognisable tune, isn't it? Yeah, Ella yeah. Bernstein, yeah, it's extraordinary. Yeah. And the thing about it, of course, is that uh, in kind of quiz shows all down throughout the years is can you name the seven of them? And um, and I can always name six. I can even name Horst Buchholz, who's the German actor. <laughs> I can always remember his name. And of course, I can remember everybody else except one. 
and it's always that, and I've written it down, and that's the only way, is poor old Brad Dexter is the only one that nobody ever seems to be able to remember and, uh, and mention uh, who the other, uh, the, the seventh of the Magnificent Seven uh, is. Uh, one other thing I will say about it, if you do watch the movie, and I hope you do because it's still terrific, Steve McQueen and Yul Brenner didn't get on particularly well. Um, Yul Brenner was very much old school, but Steve McQueen uh, came through with kind of the acting schools in New York uh, in the in the 60s. And if you watch Steve McQueen, you will see him when whenever he's on screen, especially if he's sitting next to Yul Brenner, he's fiddling all the time. He's oh. moving all the time. He's fiddling with his rifle. He's fiddling with his hat. And that drew drove. Yul Brenner, crazy. And the reason why he did it, of course, is because your eyes are brought to the attention. Of the person who's fiddling. Of the person who's fiddling. And Steve McQueen. And Steve McQueen knew that. And Yul Brenner knew that. And they didn't get on particularly oh. well. But it's a great movie. OK, that's on uh, St. Stephen's Day, half past seven, BBC Two. Now, you're going to RTE Two, nine o'clock, Wild Rose. Yeah, this stars our own Jessie Buckley. Oh, uh, I love This Jessie is a Buckley. beautiful, beautiful film. It's a lovely film. She plays a young Scottish woman who is desperate to be a big, big country star. And she will do anything to become that star. Uh, uh, not only is Jessie Bunkley a terrific actress, but she is also a brilliant uh, singer. Uh, did all her own singing uh, in the movie, and uh, this is a quick snippet uh, from uh, Wild Rose. Oh, this is Jessie Bunkley. Our Jessie Buckley can sing. She certainly can. And she's brilliant in the movie and it's very good. Okay, so that's on St. Stephen's Day at nine o'clock. Staying on St. Stephen's Day, moving to RT1 now. Small hours of the morning for this one. One fifteen am That's what I meant about some of the some of the best movies are on in the, the middle of the, the night. night. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So if you can record You can them. put a record on it, Exactly, yeah. yeah. This is Billy Crystal, Mr. Saturday Night. And it's a, basically it's about uh, an old uh, kind of comic in his 70s. When Billy Crystal first played him, was he was in his 40s, so he had to be made up uh, to look older and uh, but there's one great gag in it where do you remember uh, F Troop uh, he's playing he's playing an American soldier and in, in, the, in the far distance he's, a, he's this soldier listening to the drums of the Native Americans in the far distance and it's a very very short but very very quick gag and I think it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard I sure don't like the sound of them drums well he's not their regular drummer <laughs> that is clever it's, uh, it's called Mr. Sasha Night that's on St. Stephen's Day RT Radio 1 is today 1.15 in the morning Mark Malone is going through the movies we're up to December the 27th and this is a one that you've spotted on Channel 4 yeah at 12.05am uh, again in the middle of the night uh, this is The Untouchables um, Sean Connery and Kevin Costner Sean Connery um, Kevin Costner plays the character of uh, Elliot Ness who's going after Al Capone uh, wants the help of an Irish cop uh, played by uh, Sean Connery who plays the character of Jim Malone. Thank you very much indeed, the cousin. Okay. Uh, and um, Sean Connery plays an Irish cop in this and uh, this is the sequence, a uh, very, very famous sequence where Sean Connery um, exposes his uh, wonderful Irish accent. Oh, you said you wanted to know how to get Capone. What are you prepared to do? I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. Want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. That's how you get the bone. What is it about Irish accents that they never seem to be able, <laughs> well, to, able to get it right? I well, don't know Sean, what it is. Sean always does his Scottish accent no matter what, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. When he played a Russian in that submarine movie, he, he did a Scottish accent, that's what he used. Yeah. And, uh, but it's a brilliant movie, and it's uh, the, the Untouchables, uh, Channel 4. As December I say, 5 past 12 in the morning. Yeah. And now December the 28th, we're moving on to uh, RTE 1. This is an, an early morning one. You want to be out of bed early, quarter past 10 in the morning. 
Yeah, the reason I picked this out is because I saw this when I was 10 years of age and it's one of those kind of what they used to call sex comedies uh, back in the 60s. Which Wait, is, it's called what? Uh, a sex comedy. Okay. Uh, a lot of those kind of movies that uh, rock out some night with Doris Day, they called them sex comedies even oh, though, okay. even though you know, now obviously you look back and they are incredibly tame. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was directed by uh, Howard Hawks and Howard Hawks made a, a very famous film one time called Bringing Up Baby uh, with had, uh, which had Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn and he was looking to kind of remake something like that with the two stars. They didn't want to do it so instead he got Rock Hudson and Paul Apprentice. It's called Man's Favourite Sport. It's about a man who hates the outdoors even though he works in the outdoors and um, he knows, for example, he hates fishing, but he knows everything about fishing. Now then, Major Phipps, what were we talking about? What kind of fish I should go after up at the lake? Ah, uh, yes. Well, I suggest you go for trout. Trout? Mm -hmm. About 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning would be your best time. Water should be around 68 degrees. 68 degrees. Mm -hmm. What kind of a lure and how deep? Just under the surface, and use either a Colorado spinner or a super duper. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> so it's very old fashioned. It's yeah, very very yeah. sweet. And I had a huge crush on Paul Apprentice, and uh, it's it's a delight. It's ten fifteen. They don't show movies like this on TV anymore. No, so it's no. Okay, I can get you one more final one, and this is uh, BBC One, twenty eighth of December. This I'll is tell you what. Can we move on? Yeah, go on, the, the you, one, you you pick one for me. Okay, the one the one I wanted to play you is uh, number sixteen. If that's okay. Number 16, yeah, yeah, I have it here. Okay. Yeah. And this is Escape to Victory, which is one of the dumbest, stupidest movies ever made, and I love it to bits. Basically, it's about a bunch of Allied soldiers. They're in a German World War camp. They're trying to escape, and they decide to have a football match against the Germans. Ah, oh, this is a brilliant movie. It's a brilliant movie. It's a brilliant it's movie. It's a ridiculous movie. At halftime, they have a chance to escape, and then somebody says, well, hang on a second. Well, We've got a chance to, to win in this. <laughs> I don't want to well, go for you. We can win this. Who said that? I did. It's not as though we're being slaughtered, Skipper. What do you mean we can win? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Colby, we're losing time. You mean you, mean you go back and play the second half? Well, I'll tell you what. Move, we only got a few minutes. Yes, but we can win this. Ah, you, you can't win with me in the goal. Of course we can. He's not a bad goalie, is he? What the hell's the matter with you guys? You want to go back to prison? Oh, man, we need you. That's I, right. You guys do what you want, but I'm not. What we're doing is quitting. I ain't going back to prison. If yes. Hat. Please, Hat. That game means a lot to us. You know that. We must go back. That's a funny movie. That is Escape to Victory, Channel 5. And uh, that was the voice of Pele, by the way. Was the it Pele? Yeah, I got to help him and he's, yeah. he's very unwell. And he's very good in the movie. He's better than yeah. Sylvester Stallone, yeah. I can tell you, who can't kick a football. OK, listen, thanks a million for that. <laughs> right. You put a lot of work into that. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for, indeed, all of your reviews throughout the year. Have a great Christmas and we'll talk to you in the new year. Okay, we'll thank you, you Mark and thank you for all your texts and whatsapps and my apologies that we didn't get around to so we got so, so few of them today but one that has really caught my eye is from poor old Mary and Mallow to say hi Patricia how many times have I listened to you on the programme giving out scam warnings and I was always saying I'd never get caught with that I do a lot of internet shopping and frequently I have to pay customs via on post lo and behold I got a text from Unpost saying I owed them one euro 44 cent and I proceeded to pay. I gave all my bank details and ouch, only to find out it was a scam. I've lost 750 euro. I'm sick to my stomach. Will surely be more alert in the future. The Fault Squad are looking into it at the moment. Hope you and your team have a great Christmas and a lovely scam free one. Oh, that breaks my heart, uh, Mary. And I tell you what, small token is all we can do. We have one of those 50 euro super value vouchers left. It's an e voucher. Uh, 
we'll get it to you it's uh, it's just a small little token so before we wrap up I uh, just want to say a few words of thanks to the people that have made uh, the programme what it is our weekly contributors Annalise Joe Peter Jane Mark members of Angartha Corner for the crime file all the people that make themselves available for interview from our TDs to our councillors to members of organisations to companies people who share human interest stories uh, with us and of course the listeners who join us on the comment line a big big uh, thank you to the oil that keeps the engine running uh, my producer John Paul one of the best in the business and Bernie who is always available to step in and lend her knowledge and experience a great big thank you and last but by no means least to you the listeners uh, where would I be without you many of you have been a constant throughout the year and indeed throughout the years so thank you for your listening ears your kindness and your support may I wish each and every one of you a happy and a joyful Christmas and here's to a great 2023 mind yourselves and more important mind each other you're listening to Cork Today on replay phone and text lines are currently closed want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company they offer flexible budget friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.